It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, if they just got out of a limo or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour. A cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Fret Street, which is a couple of blocks down from Napoleon Avenue on the left-hand side heading toward Jefferson. And if you come past here on a weekday and stop in between 3 and 7 p.m., they have a half-priced happy hour for four hours every single day and an awesome brunch on the weekends. They have totally half-priced food as well during the week. Or you can just stick around here for the next hour and spend happy hour with us. Happy hour today is brought to us by Strategic Resumes. If you want to sharpen up your resume or your LinkedIn profile or other job search skills, check them out at Strategic Resumes. And thank you too to Travel Central and Metairie. If you want to get away, start your travel search at Travel Central and Metairie Basic Swimming Gym. Has a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style. They're right next to the lingerie store, Basics underneath on Magazine Street, near Jefferson Avenue. And thank you to the Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. You know, no one's thinking about getting a hangover today, correct? Yes. Know, Considering maybe. it? Okay, yeah. well then go to Hangover Destroyer's website, hdestroyer.com, and write the words happy hour on the coupon code and get 30% off of your first order. And thank you to the Positive Vibrations Foundation who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of arts, music, culture, and heritage. If you'd like to be a member of our Patreon family, you can go to patreon.com and search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour for as little as a dollar a month. You too can be a part of our Happy Hour family and get all kinds of perks. And Andrew Duhon is not here today. He's on the road. If you'd like to find him, go to andrewduhon.com and see if he's in a town near you where he's out on the road playing songs off his new record, False River, which is totally worth getting a hold of wherever you steal music from. Go listen to Andrew Duhon's False River. Talking of music, P.H. Fred is back on the show again. P.H. Fred, good to see you. Haven't seen you for six months. Uh, good to be seen, Squire. Nice to see you. And last time, well, a couple of times ago you were here, you had a brain tumor. It was a tumor near my brain. It wasn't actually, it wasn't in, actually my brain. in your brain. Eventually it was, it was removed from was your removed head. It was removed from my head. It was a head tumor. Where, where exactly was it in your head? It was in my sinus cavity. It was a tumor in a sinus cavity, and it was causing... Me to lose my memory. Well, you remembered that much. Yes, I so did. So good news for that. Got attached to So we've got some very big news about pH free to share with everybody today, but we'll get to that in a minute. Margie Perez is here as well. Hi, Margie. Hi. How nice to meet you. Likewise. I've seen you on so many stages in so many guises. So it's great <laughs> to have you, and you've brought a special friend with you. I have. Billy Franklin is here with his guitar. Hello. Hello, Billy. Mm-hmm. Now, what sort of a guitar is this? What Looks sort of guitar? It looks nice. It's a, it's a G&L, but it's basically a Fender Stratocaster for all intents and purposes. Do you want to play a little bit? Uh, yeah, but I'm not mic'd up. You're not mic'd up right now. Nope. Oh, I think we could probably still hear it. Do it anyway? Yeah. Now that's delightful, isn't it? I like it. Okay, you can play all you want. So, and also, uh, now here's the story about Sharice. Sharice Harrison Nelson, do you know her? I do. She's my neighbor. She's your neighbor? Okay, well, you could have brought her with you here and then she would be here. <laughs> Had I known, yeah. I, I didn't know so until you guys I looked talking at the Facebook all that page right. and saw that have she was se- going to be a guest. Have you seen her today? I, I have not, but I probably should have. If you kept an eye out for her, then maybe you could have brought her with you because she's not here. (laughs) So maybe she'll show up. Instead, Sarah is here. Hey there. Sarah, what is your other name? Just so we can give you a proper introduction. My my name is Sarah. Do you just go by one name, like Cher or Prince? I go by Sarah. Sarah. No, people call me Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, just short. 
how do we, just S-A-R? Just S-A-R. Okay. Oh, shit, what was that? <laughs> Whoa, Jill, our photographer, just stepped on something. Was it anything? Oh, it was just the clock. It was a happy accident. Hey, look, it's upside down. That's no problem. Okay, so Sarah, where did you come up with the idea of calling yourself Sarah? Well, people, just people made it short as my name. People called me Sarah Bear when I was growing up. Sarah Bear. I have a friend that calls me Sriracha. Okay. Like the hot sauce. Mm -hmm. yeah. where, where did you grow up? Uh, I'm from New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. Yeah. And they called you Sarah Bear. Uh, it was more like a family thing, and then like when I got older, people just kind of shortened it to Sarah. To Sarah. Yeah. Okay, we'll just go with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, nice to meet you. Nice to meet I'm glad you. Glad you. You can shake my hand if you like. Okay. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Okay, so you know all these people, right? There's Billy, Margie, and PH. Yeah, Fred. we just met. So here's the big story about PH Fred. He had a uh, he had a brain tumor. Sarah. And not a brain tumor. Oh, I didn't have a brain tumor. Head tumor. Head tumor. Head tumor. What is a technical term? What was it actually called? Talking to the microphone. It was called a. Uh, it was actually a papilloma. A papilloma. It was. That doesn't sound that impressive. Papilloma is like a fatty. <laughs> it was like yeah. My so dog I, had it's a papilloma. Yeah, but I, I had a papilloma growing in my head. That's in Spain. Yes. Right. Yeah. No, that's the running, running of the bulls. Yeah. <laughs> it's in papilloma. <laughs> exactly. And this whole story so they, could just be me running bulls. So they took it out of your head, and now <laughs> you took two surgeries. It was three inches by two inches. Wow. Three inches by two inches? Yes. It's pretty large. It's can pretty you, large. Can you remember to talk into the microphone? I, I'm sure talking to the microphone. It reminds me of my papilloma, three inches by two inches. You call that three inches? I, okay, I, so what happened to it? They removed but it. Where is it now? They wouldn't give it to me. Really? Did you ask for yes. it? Yes. Uh, well, they, they, they can't give you parts of your body. They're not allowed to. Well, I don't they're know not what's allowed wrong to. with you. Why you can't talk into I'm the talking into the microphone. So Just to piss you off. That's <laughs> <laughs> so they won't give you your own body part at no, the hospital? No, they won't. They can't. Is that right? That's right. Billy, are you an attorney or anything like that? Um, no, not anymore. A lot of guys who play guitar do other things. Do you do anything else? Mm, nope. That's it. I mean, I play bass. <laughs> <laughs> so but you if you're asking yeah. if I do anything but music, no. No, so you can make a full-time living and you want playing various stringed instruments. He didn't say he was living. Yeah. That's impressive because most people who come on the show have some other thing that they do. I did for a long time. What was but, that? Woodworking? Um, uh, I actually do woodworking, but never for um, a living. I, uh, no, I, I was a bartender for a long time and did, you ah, know, yeah. worked in a lot of the higher-end restaurants and stuff like that. So. You did? Uh -huh. Which ones? Um, most of the Susan Spicer places and Besh places were my main two families or restaurants. So that I, is there so. any sort of like stratification or hierarchy among waiters? Because I always wonder about that. People who work like here, mm -hmm. you can only make so much money because it's only like whatever it is, an entree. But then you go to Bayona and it's 35 bucks for a yeah. piece of fish. Well, yes. I mean, uh, there's also those places tend to have more people um, serving each table, so so they get split more ways. But yes, you definitely tend to make more money at a you higher place. You do make more place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like a, a career server at some of the places in town can make well over 100 grand a year. Is oh, that yeah. right? Sarah, uh -huh. did you hear that? Under the table. Yeah. I waitress for a hot sack at Superior. At Superior. Yeah, yeah you make good money you there. Money there. I waitress for hot sacks once. Yeah. Hot sack, hot sack. You can make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I said, you paying attention here? You can make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I make a hundred thousand dollars a year as a teacher. Some career so waiters do. Yeah. As a teacher. As a teacher. As a waiter, though, but that's a lot of responsibility. And you've got children's lives and you have to yes. have kids. I don't have to have kids. You have to deal with kids. I have to deal with kids, yeah. This is just delivering food to a table. You can poison them. How many kids are you tutoring? Uh, right now, about 100. 100? I think. Wow. wow. Could be lot. the tumor talking. That's not true, surely, is it? Could be the tumor talking. 100 kids. 
I'm tutoring some even while we're here. We don't even know where the tumor is. It's in a garbage can somewhere behind Turo in a dumpster. Unless, unless it's still picking up vibes from you somehow. It okay, is. so you have 100 kids that you tutor. So Fred also, apart from being crazy and having a tumor and being a songwriter, also is kind of a genius, although it's hard to discern Imagine, that. Yes, it's yes. hard to discern that initially. But he created um, a, an app. Mm -hmm. Called the Fredgicator. Yes, the Fredgicator. Which sounds like a complete joke, but actually it in, can, can increase your SAT or ACT score. By like. For $4.99. It increased scores from 20s to 30s, a 50% jump in score. How does it do that? By Fredgicating. By Fredgicating? By Fredgication. <laughs> yeah, what is the actual. Well, the thing is, I figured out how the test works, and there's certain things that, like, for example, in school, 257 punctuation rules, there's only 10 on the test. So I teach the kids the red zone. That's basically what I do. So he's kind of a genius. He's yeah. figured out mm. how the SAT works. He's like a hacker. Uh, yeah, he's I have the hacks the for SAT. all the time. I do everything from the, the GRE, the GED, the PSAT, SAT, ACT, the LSAT, the MCAT, even the, 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 the dentistry exam once, which is kind of like playing a Tetris. But what happened to your app? Because last time you came on here, there's I'm some, still in, I'm, there's there's legal, some kind of there's, litigation, there's litigation over the still. app. Yeah. So you're only smart up to a point. You weren't smart no, enough no, to No, I'm just point. keeping it to myself now. Is it back on the no, app not. store or no, anything? No, it's, it's MIA. But okay. I'm still teaching. I have students in 10 states right, right now. You're still fredgicating. I'm still fredgicating, yeah. even okay. as we speak. Okay. Just today I'm going to do it with so alcohol inside. Anyway, listen up here, guys. This is, I've got this list off PH Fred's website, which I just printed off, this list. It's a list of 1,000 songs, titles. 1,001. 1,001 song, song titles. That I've written since so, January 1st of this year. This year. Wow. Okay, and today we're recording the oh show goodness. on September the, what is it, 12th? 12th. 12th, yeah. So you've written a thousand songs in how many days is that? A thousand and ten songs in a little, I don't know, make me do math. Well, you're the genius. How many days in? Nine, eight months. Uh, 30 uh, days of September. Do you remember them all? No. Well, that's what we're going to find out. I'm willing to bet it's about 245 days in the year. 245 days. You've written a thousand no, songs. No, no, I'm willing to bet. How many songs is that? It's about four songs a day you've written. Yeah, well, some days are a hundred. If I'm having a good fight with somebody, I can get 100 songs out in a day. You can write 100 songs in a day? Yes. Wow. While driving. None of this is true. And eating a stuffed okay, artichoke. So anyway, so I've got this <laughs> list here. Okay, so here's my idea. Here's my <laughs> no, idea. You're not picking a number. Yeah. You are not so, picking a number. So, Billy, you can go. Uh, what about Sarah going All right. first? So you pick a number between 1 and 1,001. Don't pick a number. 980. 980. Oh, I hate 980. I'll tell That's you what. I'm going to cry. Is the worst one? That was a sad song. 980 is called She Said She Likes the Water. All right. How does that go? I, I, I don't have my guitar because the What's cameraman's right there. But I think it goes like this. <laughs> okay. You can just don't do the whole song. Just I'm do just, this. Just, like I'm just the best part. Yeah. It's, it's in a minor key because it's sad. 900. She said she liked the water, but she didn't know how to swim. Nice. <laughs> See, she drowns. That's the implied oh, she metaphor okay. there. Yeah. She drowns. She it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, do you want to try what, Marge, you want to try one quickly before we move on? Well, I've got to go with my favorite number, 69. 69 is your favorite <laughs> number. We're going to get to that in a minute. Oh, okay. Um, the song and I made title, that last one up. How, do you remember the title of them by number? No, I, I have no fucking clue. 69 is Plays With Others in a Well. <laughs> <laughs> what? Of course that would be 69. Plays With Others in a Well. Oh, it's about the kid who fell down the well and they played... With other kids in the world. Do you remember how it goes? No fucking clue. No idea. No idea. Sorry about that, Margie. No, I'm sorry. To let you down. But I'm going to play song a thousand later from beginning to end. Okay. I promise. Billy, you can get one more, and then we're going to move on from the subject. Pick a number. 7-Eleven. 
711. Oh, that's an interesting choice. It is. Too. It is. Okay, let me look up number 711. See, I wasn't knowing I was getting shanghaied into this, Grant Morris. Well, you, <laughs> that is indeed your name. Why do you have <laughs> Why do you have this on your website if you want? Because no. nobody goes to the website. <laughs> 711 song 711 is called What the Hell Boutique Motel. It's got a rhyme right. in like the title. The rhyme, yeah. like Sounds it. promising. It you does. can you can play along with this belly if you like. Okay, well, jazzy. pretty jazzy nice. Jazzy. Pretty nice. Nice job, Billy, as well. So I brought Thank him along. He's yeah. a plant in the audience. I like that. What well, boutique motel was I, that written about? It wasn't any in particular, but it might have been the ace because one of my friends plays there. I don't know why you can't talk <laughs> into a, a microphone, Fred. I really, really am mystified by that. I'm scared of penises. Is that right? That's what it is. When's the last time you had the wet one that close Never to mind. your mouth? Never mind. I wonder what that phobia is called. Oh, 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 my well, God. Well, you brought it up. In a manner of speaking. Okay. See, it keeps turning. To, it keeps going yeah. to the side. Anyway, I think you have other guests you must talk you to. You want to move on from the yes, penis please. Yes. conversation? All right. Yes. Okay, well, talking about styles of music, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Margie, was you're in all these different bands. Mm -hmm. How many different bands are you in? And they're all completely different. I've kind of lost count. I've got, like, well, there's my band. Like, anytime you see Margie Perez listed anywhere, it's usually my band where I play my originals and some fun covers and stuff. We do every other Monday night at um, 3090 on Frenchman Street from 5 to 9. And, um, but I also have... Every, say that again, every other Monday. Every other Monday. When do we start counting? Um, let's see, it would These be not this Monday, but... Next, we just did it this week, so two weeks from... Yeah, last two Monday. weeks from the 10th. Oh, it's very difficult. People listen to these podcasts. Yeah. 24th. 24th. 24th, yes. How would we know whether it's an odd Monday or... Because um, it's the 24th. Who plays on the other September. Monday? Um, That's I think a mystery. The Dapper Sharice Harrison. But yeah. Oh well, no. But, no. <laughs> but uh, that's why she's not. Yeah, here. you can actually if you go to either margieperez.com or to my Facebook page, I okay. have all my gigs listed. Okay. So every other Monday page. is uh -huh, at 3090 with my. My, my, I like to call them my funky boy band because I okay. haven't come up with a name for them yet. You don't have a name? That, is Billy in it? But it describes them so well. Funky boy band? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. They're funky that's, men. That's a pretty good it just rolls better off than the tongue better than boy band. It's better than the cute guys. <laughs> yes, yes. That's Amanda Shaw. Amanda Shaw. We're actually an Amanda Shaw down. cover band. We're exactly. Tribute, <laughs> we're tribute band. Exactly. That's funny. I taught her. <laughs> just saying. You taught her what? I, how to study. Did she pass everything? Yeah. So what so does she, she do now? She's like a musician. Yeah, I know. She's a, she was a little kid when she yeah, started. Great job, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is she waiting tables at Bayona? No, she, she's a musician full time. You, well, what did you teach her then? How, how, to, how to study and how to get out of school. Right. So she graduated from school. She, she matriculated. Where did she live? In a house? She, I, I, I thought she was in Lafayette or somewhere. She's no, from she's here? No, she's from the North Shore. Is that right? Well, I yes. knew that. Okay. Anyway, so that's every other Monday. What about Tuesday? Mm -hmm. Um, oh, well, it depends on the Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> right. But I also, I have a Latin band called Muevelo. 
Right. And we play the third Saturday of every month at the Ace Hotel. Oh, Jesus, this is very hard to keep in track now. The third Saturday. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a manager or something? No, I am my You're manager. It. So you got to keep track of all My booking agent, dates. my therapist. I am right. all the above. Okay. Um, you know, and my the therapy's going well. But um, <laughs> how are you feeling about that? Okay, so you're booking all these gigs. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you book yourself more often? Why every third? Well, that's that's what they give us, you know. And that's at the Ace Hotel. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great gig. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We and have a, a dance class. And that's from m- nine to ten. Muevelo. Muevelo. Uh-huh. Okay. So that that's Cuban. Move it in Spanish. Okay. Yeah. So you. You're not Cuban, but your parents mm-hmm. are Cuban. Yeah, my parents are Cuban. And you were born in D.C. That, that kind of makes me Because I heard a whole... Does it really? <laughs> yeah. Cuban-American. Yeah. So that's, that's how that works, usually. That's how that works in the United States. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. People want to hold on to their nationality here a lot. What do you think that's about? Well, I think... I, you know, I don't really know. Because there was a generation there where they nobody wanted to have anything to do with their heritage. Was there? You know, which is why... A lot of people in Louisiana don't speak French, right. even no. though they started off that way. But was know. that was but that widespread across the whole country, or just in Acadia? Uh, well, you know, I'm 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 not sure. Me neither. I'm not that cunning but a linguist. Well, well, yeah, say, everybody who came over from like Ellis Island, they all changed their names. My right. family that wasn't, did. That My wasn't always did. their fault, though, because sometimes yeah. everyone on Ellis Island couldn't spell. I actually That's have the story true. of a friend whose name is last name is Callahan, but it's spelled with a G H A N. Yeah. And she said that her fa- her grandfather and his brother came to Ellis Island, and they got into two separate lines. Mm-hmm. And one of them said his name was Callahan, spelled it the right way, and the other ones tried to spell it to the person checking him in. And he just put H-A-N instead of G-H-A-N. He says, no, there's a G in there. The G is silent. And he says, we don't have silent letters in this country. <laughs> so there's okay. two parts of the family that have different, different spellings. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, my, 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 parents were, my parents were both born in the 20s in New Orleans, and it was very separate. Irish Channel, obviously. How, my how mother, was their mic technique, your parents? They, they didn't have microphones back then. Okay. <laughs> Oh. I'd like. Oh, I should put the microphone there. There we go. So anyway, so my mom was Italian and got picked on for wearing her little scarf, and my dad was German and had to pretend he wasn't German because of World War One. And the thing is, New Orleans is the only city I've been in. I've lived around the country that has neutral grounds because there was the safe space between neighborhoods where you could go do business with the Germans or the Italians or the French or those, where you wouldn't get into a fight. And most other cities, those neighborhoods are a lot more unique than they are in New Orleans. The only place that we still have a unique neighborhood by nationality is Vietnam, part of East New Orleans. But every other part we've tried to sort of blend in. There's no real Irish channel where people are just Irish here. So why do you say New Orleans? Because I'm not from here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I grew up watching Sesame Street. That's what it is. Do you really say New Orleans all the time? Yeah, I do. All the time. What do you say, Margie? New Orleans. Right. Billy? Same, New Orleans. Right. Sarah? New Orleans. Okay, so where are your family from, Sarah? Uh, New Jersey. From, oh, I'm from New Jersey. So you're outvoted. You have to go to with New Orleans. You have to drop yeah. this whole New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans, New Orleans so I can <laughs> rhyme. Because <laughs> I'm a musician. We're the only time they say Yeah, it that's that right. You're allowed to say New Orleans in a song. <laughs> song exactly. Where did your parents come from, Sarah? Um, I, like my great-grandparents, they all came over from like Europe and Germany and Russia. But I do know that they changed their names on purpose when they came over. It was definitely not an accident. So they wouldn't seem to be foreigners. Yeah, because it was super heavy and hard to pronounce. So I remember they changed it when they came what over. What was their original name? Do you know it? Um, I remember one of them was Hershkovitz. Hershkovitz. And okay. like in a very heavier accent, I think, than that. Hershkovitz. <laughs> yeah. Hershkovitz. Right. Hershkovitz. Isn't yeah. there somebody famous called Hershkovitz? 
like a film director or mm, not that I know. C-Rock will tell us that in one moment. <laughs> so, you, but now you've just gone with this one. The now single, they they just went syllable. with they just went with Hirsch, just a oh, clean Hirsh cut. Now. Yeah, so just Sarah, clean cut. Sarah Hirsch. Yeah, that's my middle name because it's my Hirsh mom's side. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, don't tell us your whole name because that will ruin the whole. Thing. <laughs> Okay, so Marjorie, we're up to Tuesday. No, we're up to Wednesday. <laughs> every other, every third Wednesday, I think, at the Ace Hotel, right? No, uh, every every third oh. Saturday. Oh, third Saturday. Yeah. Okay. You know. So we but got I, we over. We jumped straight from Monday to Saturday. So that's Muevolo, which is Cuban, because your mm-hmm. nationality or your parents' nationality. Or you, do you call yourself Cuban? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I well, mean, well, I'll say, I'll say I'm Cuban, but then they'll say, oh, were you born in Cuba? And then I'll say, well, no, my parents were. Right. So, yeah. you know. But you still it's, um, call yourself Cuban. Okay, so what yeah, about this? You know. What about the African <laughs> band you're in? Ah, yes. Um, Fatien Ensemble. It's with, um, with, well, actually, I've got two Afro-Cuban, I've got one, one Afro-Cuban band. It's called um, Moyuba. It's with Michael Skinkis and Sula Evans and a... So Michael Sinkers is not African. No, no, but he studied in Cuba, right? And so we do a lot of spiritual um, music. You what, know, what's from, this band from called? Cuba? It's called Moyuba. Moyuba. Yeah. And that's Spanish. And that, no, that well, well yeah, we, that? we do. It's like Afro-Cuban rhythms with. Right. Um, but what with, language are you singing in? We're singing in. It's like a, a, a African. Oh, what is Yoruba, from from Nigeria. Oh, wow. And so we sing, you know, chants, and and uh, it's just beautiful, beautiful music. Yeah, and cool. uh, but it's it's got like Afro-Cuban rhythms with it, and and it's it's. And great. so what about? We, uh, and then there's another band. There's yes, an African, another band real with Segunon Kone, who is a real African, right. <laughs> indeed. We just I just got back from uh, the Ivory Coast with him. Wow. Oh, nice. it was fabulous. It was so cool. Um, but we're we're called That's Fatien, and there's a whole bunch of people in the band like um, uh, Sun Pie Barnes and right. Dr. Michael White and Mark Stone, and we're we're gonna be. I just found out from Mark that we're gonna be doing a show at the Ace sometime in October. I think so, 20, 21st of October. And who's booking if all you these gigs? You're not booking all these ones. Well, n- no, but I get calls on occasion because I play well with others, and so I get a lot of uh, calls and. So like I'm, I'm doing a show with I'm Anais St. John in a couple of weeks ah, at, at, cool. the, at the Little Jam. Well, so I'm interested to know what your take on this is, that I get, I get hauled over the calls once in a while for cultural appropriation. Are you familiar with the term you cultural... You get called app- out on it? Yes. Are you familiar with the term cultural hmm. appropriation? Oh, yeah. Okay. So on Facebook. Yeah, really? So <laughs> how do you, what's your response? Because I'm interested to know what your response is to being an American person who was born in Washington, D.C., who plays in an African band. Yeah, well, Say, how, how do because you we we have an African in the band. <laughs> we, yeah, but you're not African, you know. you're the singer. Right. Well, I'm I'm I'm. If we if we trace back my lineage, okay. I've got a few drops of, of African <laughs> in me, so She's I would, I, would pa- I can pass. So you're yeah. not Paul Simon with the appropriation. <laughs> right. right. Gotcha. But but where this whole yeah. conversation about cultural appropriation is pretty new. People not never really. used to. It, it's not it, the, for the, big, the biggest time it came up, at least in the music world, was Paul Simon. Graceland, which is 86. Right. And right. he hired all those musicians, and he not only took their music, he took the copyright to the music, and they thought that he ripped them off. As, oh. And, and that was the first time I ever heard the term as a musician, and also from the legal point of view. Yeah. How can you take something that's not yours and claim it's yours? And He's well, not even part thing. of the, He wasn't even part yeah. of their culture. 
But it's one thing playing a song, it's another thing suggesting you wrote it and own the copyright to it. Right. So that is theft. That was, th- but he's Paul Simon. He gets away with that. Really? Because he's white. Yeah, well, I, I hope he paid them for the sessions at least. <laughs> he did, but that's a well-known story. He really, yeah. That, yeah, he got in a lot of trouble for that album. Wow. Um, for especially for how popular it was and how much it brought West African music into the mainstream of the U.S. And then he didn't really give them any credit at all. Hmm. Wow, Thomas knows something. Yeah, it's interesting too because uh, the lead singer of uh, what is it, Lady Blacksmith Mambo, oh, the yeah. orchestra, yeah. the the yeah, the I, group that I screwed up. Lady the the group that back. Thank you there for the correction. Uh, the lead singer of that said that uh, he was indebted to Paul Simon because he was able to reach audiences that he never would have been able to do right. before so it mm-hmm. skyrocketed his career and his group but it is like a super convol- convoluted bag yeah. you know of course not everyone in the group feels that way mm-hmm. well what's your take on it though Margie as a person who straddles all these different cultures well you know I, I think that if you come in peace then then you know you should be right forgiven <laughs> for the very least you know I mean because like, there's you know, if you're if you're if you're appropriating, you know, like some people say, you're stealing from it. But if you do it in in a way that honors the music that you're playing, like I play like in Pueblo, we play a whole bunch of Celia Cruz and Tito Puente songs. Well, I'm a big fan of both of them. They're no longer alive, so it's up to us to keep their music going. Right. And so. When, when I, I started the band off as a tribute to Celia Cruz and people were like, oh, you're going to dress up in the wigs and everything. And I'm like, no, it's not that kind of tribute <laughs> show. It's just I'm just playing her songs because I love them. So in that sense, yeah, I think it's fine. But if you're, you know, if you're wearing, if you're a white girl wearing cornrows and crediting Bo Derek for causing me, <laughs> you know, then I think you're, yeah, you know. So where do, <laughs> how do you draw the line, though? Well, the thing is that it, the the line is actually drawn by the people that are judging you. You know, it really is. Well, I and mean, how how authentically is it done? Right. I mean, yeah. you well, can you can make a. There's plenty of Afrobeat bands that have never listened to a drop of Afrobeat, or you know, <laughs> or this or that. I mean, you know, like for instance, I play with Otra. There's not. There's sometimes not a Latin person in that band, but it was the premier Latin band in town for years and years right. and years. But it's because the people studied the music. You know. Michael Skinkus was in it. Sam Price on bass is really deeply involved in that music. So, you know, and we were accepted by all of the Latin crowds and dancers and stuff like that. And I think it's because we actually really made an effort to play that music authentically, study it over years, get it in our ears. It's stuff that, you know, you have to almost get to the point where you grew up with it. You have to immerse yourself that much. And Um, I have a master's degree in Latin, and I accept it, so. (laughs) You have a master's degree in In Latin Latin and Greek, and I accept it Latin. Yeah, Eclorbus. I think you would know how to talk into a microphone if you have all this education, but. They didn't have microphones. You have a master's in Latin. Latin, Greek, and Sanskrit. Does that come in handy often? No. That's why I'm here. Well, <laughs> 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 With a thousand Enter some spelling bees, and none maybe. of them in it's Sanskrit. Some spelling bees, yeah. yes. Are any yeah. of your songs in Sanskrit? Exactly. No. One thousand eleven. Yeah, will be in Sanskrit. <laughs> are you thinking about a song right now? Pierre? I do have a song right now. I mean, are you thinking about one oh, that you could write song. tonight? Well, it's, it's Let's get Margie and, and, and Billy to play <laughs> something. Yeah, and okay. then we'll come and to you. And then number yeah. thousand. Okay, that's a, that's what number is that? One thousand. One thousand. Okay. So Margie, you want to guys want to play something? Sure. Sure. So are we good with the? Oh, we can move this around. Here, take this. I'm not going to sing. 
Okay. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, we can just put that one down there. All right. We're going to do a song from my latest CD, which is called Love Is All. And uh, it's a song called He's Just Not That Into You. And I want to give a little backstory about the song. Because I, uh, I always wanted to write a song called He's Just Not That Into You. And so I asked people on Facebook, because that's, that's where you ask people and get answers sometimes. Um, I said, What's, give me stories on when you realize that he was just not that into you. And I got probably enough stories to record a whole concept album, but I just chose a few for this one particular song. Okay. You're sitting by your cell phone, waiting for that rain. Been three weeks, two days, ten minutes, you ain't heard a thing. You don't have to be no CSI for you to get a clue. He shows up at your doorstep about 2 a.m. In not so quiet desperation, you're gonna let him in. Oh, don't do it. Oh, say, can't you see the red flags waving? Please bid that boy adieu, cause he's not that into you. Just not that into you. No, no, just not that into you. Get it through your head. Take heed of what I say, I say he's not, not that into you, no, no, not that into you. Consider it a blessing only if you learn your lesson, baby, work it with what you got. Move on if that one's not that into you. He breaks up in an email. And says, let's be friends. And then he asks you out for sushi just to make amends. And as you pay the bill, cause he forgot his wallet, he says, hey, your roommate's kind of cute. Say what? Then there's Mr. FedEx in those tight little shorts. You try all kinds of small talk like politics and sports. And all you want to do is get your hands on his package. But there ain't much you can do. If he's not that into you, just not that into you, no, no, just not that into you. Girl, don't be a mess, there's always UPS. If he is not, not that into you, no, no, not that into you. You won't make no headway if he keeps asking. 
your last name, baby. Work it with what you got. Move on if that one's not that into you. small kids and a lovely wife just not that into you maybe you look kind of like his mom just not that into you well now you know why he don't last too long just not that into you there could be a million wives just not that into you better that than a million lies just not that into you maybe he's got issues too just not that into you Believe me when I tell you That he's not that into you Yeah, yeah, yeah Get it through your head Listen to what I say I say he's not, not that into you No, no, just not that into you Consider it a blessing Only if you learn your lesson Pick up your self-esteem Remember that you're a queen Make like it's an etch-a-sketch And shake, shake, shake it clean Oh, baby girl, it's okay Your heart will live to see another day Yeah, Margie Perez and Billy Franklin. Very nice. And nice guitar playing, too. Yeah. Very nice indeed. Margie, that's a funny song. Thank you. That's up there with the, up the pH Fred level. <laughs> that is yes, great. So I all those things happen to somebody or other, not necessarily to you. Right. Yeah, I think maybe one in there. But Which one? Broke up uh, in an the, email? The, no, the, the FedEx guy. Yeah. FedEx guy. You're <laughs> <laughs> There's always UPS. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah. a funny song. Good job. <laughs> and <laughs> where can you. we steal that from? What albums are on? Uh, it's called Love Is All. Love Is All. And yep, we can steal that available. on Spotify and all the various Yep, stuff. Spotify, iTunes, Louisiana Music right. Factory, all the above. Okay, all right. And while you were singing that, your neighbor showed up. Hi. Cherise Harrison Nelson is here. <laughs> Cherise, come on Yay. in. Hey, Cherise. Good to see you. Okay. We, what happened to you? You're late. Well, I know. I got a message, and I guess it wasn't from you all that the time was changed. I locked it in my phone. I said, oh, I have an extra hour. Who sent you a message that the know. time has changed? I don't know. I have check, Somebody, check it out. But it, I had to sabotage that, us. Yeah, well, I think it's just another event. But, you know, there's a saying, a queen is never late. You all are simply early. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, so would you, can we get you a drink or something? What would you like? Can you have anything you want at the bar? Um, something fruity. Well, no. Fruity? No, uh, so a pine, can uh, get you pineapple, a... Um, whatever, but just like this much alcohol. Pineapple, something with pineapple. Sarah, thank you for sitting in for Cherise. <laughs> that was great. 
This was Sarah Hirsch. Thank you, Sarah. That's her middle name. So I'm so I so <laughs> okay. apologize because I was looking for checks, uh, looking for a checkbook. You're you not late. We early. That's right. You're, I'm not late. You were looking for a checkbook. Did you find it? I did not. Oh dear. But I'll mm. find it. I have to. We have a gig tomorrow, so I need the checkbook. What are you tomorrow. doing tomorrow? I don't actually know. I think okay, it's the Chamber well, of Commerce. <laughs> we're gonna meet uh, some of their conference attendees at Gallier Hall. Well, that sounds official. It does. Doesn't it? Okay. It does. Hey, this is P.H. Fred, by the way, in case you're wondering Hi. who this guy Hi. was. And you obviously know Margie, your yes. neighbor, and Billy. Hi. Franklin. So what do you call yourself here? What, how do I introduce you? Are um, you the curator of the Mardi Gras Indian Hall of Fame? Is that your main gig? Well, that was my main gig. We actually sunset the Mardi Gras Indian Hall of Fame. It's all over. In August, and uh, so we rebranded. We rebranded re oh. as Unola, uniquely New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, that's your. So new that we thing. can expand our scope. Well, our, our scope is already was already expanded. So we're kind of calling it what it already so was. So you're leaving the Mardi Gras Indians behind now. No, I'm not. You're They're going to come, but we've always honored people from other. Um, from musicians, civil rights activists. So we're okay. just going to, Unola encompasses what we were already doing. Who came up with the word Unola? I came up with it after a lot of thought for maybe six months, because at first I was going to be ACE, uh, activism, culture, and education. That's then it was going to be uh, A to the third power, okay. art, activism, <laughs> and advocacy. <laughs> and then one day, you know what came to me. How did it come to you? Weed? It just came, it just popped, literally just popped in my head. Were you smoking weed at the time? No, or it wasn't. Drinking? If, if anything, I would have been eating cake or a donut. Okay. <laughs> those are my devices. I, I like those too. What sort of, what sort <laughs> With of cake? With a cup of coffee maybe. What uh, sort of cake do you like? What's I like um, Chantilly cake. Yes, nice. And I like coconut cake. Coconut cake. Do you and make it? No, I don't do it. Where do you get them from? Um, people love me. And my uh, co-founder of the Mardi Gras Indian <laughs> Hall of Fame made, she started making pear cake for me. I had pear cake when I was recovering from surgery in France. P-E-A-R. Uh-huh. And it's like an upside down, down cake, but yeah. it's one It's about that big. It's not that uh, high. And it has pears with crunchy brown sugar and Jesus, butter on the bottom. sounds great. I was just wow. talking about pear-flavored vaping, actually, before. Yeah, it's really good. Earlier today. And so I have to cut What's it in little bitty cool? pieces and put it in the freezer so I make maybe 30 little pieces, and I treat myself to a little tiny square every day. Well, you've got some willpower to just eat one. You don't... I want to make it last. Yeah, but... And I eat it on a really special little plate with a really special little fork so I can just take little tiny oh, bites and how delicate. And what's the, <laughs> what's the name of the actual dish? It's, it's Queen Reese Queen. Pear Cake by Dr. Roz. Okay. So, <laughs> a long old name. So I don't know the recipe. Queen Reese is your name. You go yes. by Queen Reese. Yes. Okay. So she makes it specially for you. Yes. You didn't okay. bring us now? She didn't make me. Well, you're not going to share it with other people because then your whole system will be fucked up. You're well, you know, when she makes it, I have to share it with my mom and my sisters. Okay. You know, I try to cut her slice, but if I don't cut her slice, she will cut her own slice. I like the sound of that. There we go. Here's a special drink from Sarah. Not too Thank much you, alcohol, Sarah. Right? No, I told her not too much. Okay. We can always send it back if there's too much alcohol in it. Okay, so the Unola. So where is Unola? Is there an actual? Well, Unola is kind of housed in my heart, first of all. Okay. And then at the Donald Harrison Senior Museum, um, but we don't have an actual space yet. Okay. So, what do you need? You need a space? Are you looking for a building or? 
Yeah, a free one. <laughs> free building. Well, what about the, what about the Donald Harrison City Museum that you're running as well? Well, I don't there? run that. It's actually my mother's um, oh, okay. museum, but I do help a lot with that. I'm the education outreach coordinator, and um, well, who, I, paid, who paid for that building? Tulane um, School of uh, No, it was the Tulane yeah. City Center. Okay. Through a grant from Johnson Control. I think it's Johnson's Johnson Control. Controls. They're the people who make and, the traffic lights or something. Yeah, and the, so they donated the money to Tulane, and Tulane built the building. It's a, it's a tiny like, building, but it makes cool. a large impact yeah. in the community. It's beautiful. Building. And we're getting have ready to have something that? very exciting going on there. The Congo Kids drumming um, uh, pilot program for four weeks. I'm so excited. Congo Kids? <laughs> yes. Okay. When is that going to happen? It starts on September 22nd, and we start with Andrew uh, Wiseman from Ghana. And then we're going to have uh, Wendy O'Neill, who does this, who, she does community sing. She, her father is John O'Neill. So she comes out of a real civil rights activist background. And her singing is very percussive. She slaps. Her father was a hand bone specialist. He taught my third graders to do hand bone. And they would hand bone their spelling words, their math. Oh, my God. What is that exactly? You don't know hand bone? No. I can't. C-Rock knows it. Hey, you, you want to you want to put these on? Oh, okay. These headphones. You just, okay. And hey, see, I'm a teacher. I always books. come with my uh, with my. Uh, you brought us some books as well. Okay. Well, you I, can I put them on if you want book, to. But I always come with show and tell. Is it handbone like the basis for the bow diddly beat? Yeah, it's uh, you do this some kind of way. I know it's the back of your hand slap and then up. I can't really. You I don't know how to do it either. No, but Margie, you familiar with the handbone situation? I, I've seen it. It's a song, right. Hambone, yeah. Hambone, Have mm-hmm. You Seen? I don't know the rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the Mockingbird song, same thing. I think so. Can you do that? For, see, this not one. Hey, so, Sharice, look here. I've got a list of a thousand songs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to tell you. P.H. Fred wrote all these songs. You're well, I'm going to tell songs. you, I'm biased. I'll look at your list. Yeah. But if um, You don't have to look at it. Shallow Water by Donald Harrison Sr. isn't on it. I wrote these songs. No, he oh, wrote, oh, oh, he wrote, wrote all these. Oh, okay. Pick so number just pick, a thousand. Pick a number. Pick, pick any number, a number thousand, between one and a thousand. prepared to pick. I'm going to pick 81. That's my so mom's age. So we're going to do number a thousand. Your mom is 81? Yes. Your mom is 81. What date's her birthday? March uh, 16th. Okay, that's lucky. Uh, number 81 is a song called You're Not Seriously Planning to Write 1,000 Songs in a Year. That's actually the name of the song. That is the name of the song. Yeah, so remember? which brings us automatically to number thousand. So number thousand. thousand. Okay. I talked to her let's make uh, let's make PH Fred play song number thousand. What's it called? And this is called Remember the Last Ones for Me. That's the thousandth song. Okay. Remember the Last Ones for Me. Okay. Uh, and actually, since we live in crappy times now, and like you don't know what's going to go on, we have a clown for president and things like that. And uh, I, I went and I found people's famous last words, and I turned it into a song about <laughs> it's like the last day on earth, and what are you thinking? And the first quote is by this guy who was on death row, and they executed him, and he was upset that they gave him his last meal of spaghetti, and he had told them he wanted SpaghettiOs. And that's where we start. We'll go from there. Well, you gave me spaghetti. Want us SpaghettiOs. Remember the last ones for me. You know, I can't forget wherever I go. with murder remember the last ones for me he told us he could never hurt her remember the last ones for me good people sure think that they're right 
I don't think that's one of your greatest songs. I don't think it is. No, either. I don't. I was up I to a thousand. That's, that's not all that good, that song. I mean, it's good. It's okay. Thank, thank, what do you think? Margie, you. seriously, as a so professional songwriter. It was catchy towards the end. She was singing. It's it's yeah, it's got you singing along with it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you've written much better songs. I've written better songs. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Isn't that do you, can't you redeem you yourself with something better off this list? Even just a verse and a chorus. A verse of, and a chorus. Of maybe like... Uh, mm. I mean, I, I, got, yeah. I, I have a song for Okay, all right. You don't have to do the whole thing. Not just, the whole thing. Just a verse, a verse in the course. To redeem yourself. Yes, just so we get the taste of that song out of our mouths. Oh. I like the verse. It's a wonderful verse. It's American a good idea. The, it's the, a good the, idea. The first American serial killer, when they arrested him, he goes, I like children. They taste good. I, th I thought the idea I, I was good. I just don't think you, it's I, not I, finished. It's not, ex it's not executed yet. Right. It's not Pardon a, the pun. It's not executed yeah. <laughs> Thing. That's like a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah. A little that bit was more. uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can call her an Avogadro's <laughs> number. Now, what is the, what is this on your website? Also, I saw that some said the Devil's Avocado or something. That was a record. That, that was out. a record. That was re I had thirty six records come out this year. If you write a thousand songs, you got to put out thirty six records. Wow. Oof. You I don't sleep. Is that true? <laughs> it's true. I don't sleep. You really don't sleep. Seriously. I really don't sleep. What do you do? So you write songs all night? I write songs all night. I stare at the ceiling. Do you have like a medical condition where you can't sleep? It's you called so crazy. Insomnia? No, actually, <laughs> when I'm not sleeping, I'm teaching. So I teach and I sleep and I sleep and I teach. And actually, I can help you with your, your place. I can get you free teachers sure and free space. Free what? Okay. Free teachers and free space. Oh, really? I, I, and I've made this offer every show I've been on. Yeah. I will offer any school in the city of New Orleans, whether it's your school or a public school or whatever, I will go there for a year and teach test prep for free and none of the charter schools took me up on it none of the public schools took me on, on it the thing is it's it all the all the standardized stuff is just it's fixed it's 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 focused against certain minorities and certain groups that can't afford calculators and tutors and if i can teach the rich kid with a calculator it to how to do it not with a with a calculator i can teach a poor person who can't afford a calculator how to do it i take a kid who can make a 20 get into delgado 
and bring them up to a 30 where they're getting money to go to college. Wow. I've been, I've been teaching, all joking aside, I've been teaching since I was four, 13. There's a tattoo. Okay. I've been teaching since I was 13. I've been doing this 50, 41 years. I can beat you. I've been teaching since I was six. How old are you? Billy, how long have you been teaching? Say four. Since you were four. Mm. <laughs> since you were a fetus. Since I was 16. 16, okay. But, but, the, yeah. but the point is, I keep escaping the right. teaching thing, and I keep getting sucked back into it. And before I croak, I want to pass on the, the last bunch of what, gift what I have. Why do you teach, Cherise? I teach at Moulton. Uh, well, I teach all the time. Uh, all of our performances are educational, but I actually have a real teaching job at Moulton. I only have one student, and I'm going to get a class load of students at uh, Fantasy, but I teach gifted resource, so I pull them for one hour. You only have one student? Yeah. So it's like one-on-one education. It is. That's pretty impressive. And what do you actually teach? What subject? Uh, it's more critical thinking, problem right. solving, so it's like project-based, th- thematic right. um, units. We're getting ready to do a unit um, on butterflies. But she wants, we have a, <laughs> I, the school gave us a butterfly garden and she wants a spider garden. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. How does this, this kid get to be your student? How do you? They go qualify? through a series of assessments. The teacher recommends them and then they're assessed. And then uh, someone comes in and they write an individual education plan. And then I get called to provide what's on the plan. But it's a lot of uh, freedom. And most the children do most of the work. If you want to do it, you need to tell me how we can do this. I don't get the answers for them. I don't figure it out for them. I'm more of a facilitator. They have to figure it out themselves. Is the student uh, one who stands out and is exceptional, or is it one who uh, could, with the right education, be exceptional? Well, I think all children are exceptional, but test, as he just said, they don't assess everything. They don't, you know, it's very, test assess a very narrow scope of uh, attributes. So, you know, everyone's gifted in their own way. Right. But what was your question again? Because I've had like one. I had a couple of now. Know, a couple like of that if, uh, <laughs> if this was like a standout kid or one well, who the, just the, needed a little encouragement. Gifted kids and bright kids. Bright kids. The ones that can memorize the, the multiplication tables in two days. Gifted child is going to try to figure out another system, a scheme of doing things. They break things down and they rebuild them. They take what they already know to create something new or a better system. And that's kind of how you can tell bright children from gifted children. But we're all gifted in something. Hang on, you know, we're all gifted in something. Bright and gifted is not the same thing. No. I thought that was a synonym. No. Gifted is, that's the child that you would give, um, like the chart, um, as an example, the bus schedule. Okay. And there's the one that will memorize. He'll be able to tell you the bus will be on Franklin at... You know, 10, 10, whatever. The gifted child will take that chart and make a new chart and give you other information, make it more efficient. So they, it's... Okay. it's Probably so figure out the time intervals, you know. Right, Yeah, like right, it comes right, every hour, right, comes right. every So the regular minutes. kid colors in the lines. Right. The bright kid colors outside the lines. The gifted kid makes his own paper. That's right. That's the way I was <laughs> That's right. Okay. So, P.H. Fred, who are you teaching? What are your kids? They're, I are, do everything from... Uh, test prep for GED through the LSAT, mainly ACT, because there's just that big gap of kids going to college that either shouldn't be going to college or can't afford to go to college, because the American dream, it tells you you have to go to college, which is a bunch of bullshit. 
uh, because they're setting people up to be in debt. That's just the way the system works nowadays. And so I'm trying to get people, if they want to go to college, you're going to go to college and you're not going to be stuck there for 20 years and you're not going to be stuck there with quarter million dollar of debt. Who is, who is setting us up to be in debt? Who's the, just the, the way the system has been made in the past. Schools well, who, went from being education to being a business. It's kind of like the prison system. It's a business now. Okay. In so healthcare, it's all about so business. So you're prepared oh, yes. to teach these kids for free? I, I've taught kids for free. If I have a school that is worthy, and all schools are worthy, I've never turned down a kid who couldn't afford to pay me. Okay. I've never turned down a kid who couldn't afford to pay me. And you're making $100,000 a year. And I'm still making good money. Because I find the rich kids and I charge them a buttload of money. <laughs> the kid who comes to tutoring at a Jaguar, I charge them a buttload of money. <laughs> and some of them are eating in this room. I mean, uh, I don't know where any of those kids are. So you're, you're a special tutor. You're not, the, you're not a school teacher. You're I'm a, tutoring an, kids. I'm an educational outside. consultant. You right. get paid higher if you call it that. Yeah, that's okay. what I am too because of the charter school system. Yeah. Are you getting paid a whole lot of money? Cheers. I get paid more than I would if I was hired by the school full time. Right. Right. I mean, it's not like I won't make $100,000 a year, but... I don't make anything according to the IRS. Um, well, that's good. But it's, that's why I don't talk in a microphone. Right. But so, you, get pay, you get paid by the hour instead of so by the... Uh, well, your kids are paying you cash under the table? Is that no, 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 no. Nobody's paying. Nobody's paying. I'm not, I'm not even here. You're not making money. It's invisible. <laughs> okay. Invisibility okay. cloth from Harry Potter. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So you're actually a Mardi Gras. Are you the, like a big chief in the Mardi Gras? I'm not a big chief. What are you called? I am. I actually call myself a maroon queen. Maroon um, queen. So you're wearing because, maroon. Because the tradition is about resistance, and I honor my ancestors who self-emancipated themselves. Native Americans did assimilate some people in, but people already had it within them not to want to be enslaved. And many of them lived in the swamps and the perimeters of the plantations, and they lived separate apart in what we would consider horrid situations. And I honor their spirit of not bowing down. And in that same vein, I don't say that I mask Indian. I say, first of all, we're Maroons, and that on Carnival Day that I bestow upon those waiting to see my nakedness. Because if I create the ritual attire that is, so, is associated with our tradition, and for uh, me, I'm a narrative beater. So if I create narrative bead work based on historical, historical data, information, or on my personal history, for instance, I made a suit about my great-great-grandfather. His name was Madison. He was stolen from Virginia and brought here at the age of 11 in 1820. So I made a suit in honor of him. How can I mask as Madison's great-great-granddaughter? I am his great-great-granddaughter. So I have taken his story and brought it forth. And so now what I have in my soul is brought forth and I bear my authentic self to you so I'm actually naked. On, you're talking about Mardi Gras Day? Yes. Or just on Mardi Gras Day? Well, anytime I wear the suit. Anytime you wear the suit, right. But I try, uh, you know, it's always a dream. I wanted to have this thing where I only wore the suit for carnival, funerals, and um, St. Joseph's Day, and I would, buy, I would make another suit for gigs. I did it one year, but I haven't been able to do it since then, but when that is the dream. You're talking <laughs> about a suit. You're talking about a whole Mardi Gras Indians, the whole thing with the feathers and the beads. Yeah, and yeah, it, but I just don't call myself an Indian. I call myself a maroon. Well, what is a maroon technically compared to? A maroon is a person who self-emancipated themselves. Oh, okay. So it's a state of free, being wow. free. And is that that's a that's a term that's yes, a whole yes yes genre it comes from Cimarron, Cimarronians. It's a Spanish word. I never ever heard that. Look moment. it up. And so I, 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 <laughs> embrace, 
I, am, I embrace that as a, a, a way of life, being a maroon. Okay. Fred, you have a PhD in something or other, no. or a master's, master's in, degree. Latin, Greek, in Latin Greek. Have you ever heard of Samaroon? No, it's not my language. But I believe the lady. <laughs> I, t- I totally her. believe it, but I just want interested. Have you ever heard of that, Margie? I have, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so. My great-great-grandfather was also called, some people say Griff or Greek. We have his bill, a copy of his bill of sale, and it says that, and my mother was like uh, Agatha Christie, like deciphering every single word, that he was a yellow complexion Griff. Or green. And um, so when I made my suit, I tried to put whatever, what I thought that complexion, if you would say yellow. But it's very interesting because he was sold um, three times, money exchanged hands for him within a period of six weeks wow. that I know of. It's like flipping. It's like house flipping with people. And that's exactly what I saw. And he came to me in dreams before I knew his story. We had his name, but we didn't know his story. And when the Genealogy Roadshow came to town, they sought us out because we're like Mardi Gras Indians, right? Part of the visual uh, presentation of New Orleans. And so when I found his story out, he had been coming to me because I have a one-woman show. You know my play. And I added a song to it, and people would cry. The song I added in the beginning, I don't know why, we were in um, St. John the Baptist Parish, and I did my show at the river, and I added, sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Don't know why I added it. So I kept singing the song. People would cry, and I'm not a singer. And uh, I did it for a, a group of chiefs from Cameroon, and they sang with me. And when they sang with me, it brought up something so deep in my soul that I had to stop the show that time and I was crying but when my grandfather was brought here from Virginia that's the parish he went to before he was sold to Samuel Cohn and brought here to New Orleans and Samuel Cohn was one of the first uh, Jewish millionaires in the city and he established the city of Carrollton with John Slidell who Slidell is named for. So I never heard of anybody actually tracing the, a bill of sale to, from their family before. Well, they gave Is it that, to us. Well, people can do it now. There's a database okay. by uh, Dr. Gwendolyn Midlow Holmes. And you can actually go in and, and trace a lot of uh, information from that database. Not everything is not there, but a lot is there. What's your feeling about reparations? It's a difficult one because, you know, Where's the money going to come from? I think we all well, should. We've got plenty of it. The government. Well, yeah, but do you really think they're going to give it to us? Um, well, I think what, it would be. What do you think? What's, <laughs> but, <laughs> they took ten million dollars away from. What do you FEMA, think about you know? something yeah. like, but, but like free should, education? I think something yeah. like well, that. Right. that you know? <laughs> well, I, no, I think um, some cash would be nice, mm-hmm. and we basically have free education but free education and good education are two different yeah, things for sure no i mean just to any university oh university yeah yes. like I mean, anyone not just a, public as a as a reparations mm-hmm. that's and i think i think people you know I'm, some people wouldn't want to go but sure. i think yeah. it's very important for people to go back to where we came from where you came from because unfortunately there's our, in textbooks, the textbooks that I was taught from, our history begins when we get to the Americas. Mm-hmm. And our history predates that. And going back to West Africa, although I have very, I have very progressive parents, was life-changing for me. Right. It, let, it just reinforced 
my feet, I always say my feet were shackled. I just talked about this with Dr. Seck, who did the Whitney Plantation. He's a historian for the Whitney Plantation. My feet were shackled, but I didn't know they were shackled. It wasn't until I went to West Africa and I heard the drums that I realized that my feet were shackled because the shackles fell. Right. And I was, I never danced. People won't believe this as a younger person, and I still am shy. Um, I was very shy, I never danced. But when I got there, and I know it's not correct to, to do, use a double negative before, to make my point, I couldn't not dance. <laughs> Something deep in my soul compelled me to dance. And there's a tradition, um, so I dance. And when I danced, I danced. I danced those shackles off of my feet. The people at the party kept coming up and putting money on me. That meant I was doing a good job as part of their culture. So they give you money. So afterwards, I had all this money. I was like, wow. But I didn't want to pick it up because I'm from America. You know, the money was falling on the ground. It's like, what you do with that? It's like, that's for you. That's for you. It was so wonderful. I stood in the door of No Return on Goree Island. You know, and I lived there. And, and wow. I grew up on Gore. Oh, okay. And my uh, Dr. Sex, a friend of my family. Oh, yeah. He's a good friend of ours. Yeah, so, yeah. So you know that door. So when I stood in that door, I felt my ancestors going around me. I really, truly felt this. And they were speaking in a language I couldn't understand. When I came out, before I came out, I felt um, like something leave out of my body and literally went and something came back in. And when I left out, you know that ledge? I was standing there, my friend took a picture. My skin, I'm literally gray. And I knew that the ancestors were, had embraced me for making a journey home and that they were giving me my charge for life. I really believe that in my soul and in my spirit. That island has a lot of energy. It has a lot. It really does. It really does. When I went into the Whitney Plantation and mm -hmm. I looked to the right and I saw the giant photo of that staircase from his other museum, I almost passed out because I didn't I, I didn't know it was I didn't know uh, Dr. Seck had done Whitney, uh, done help with Whitney too. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's from Senegal. Hey listen yeah. you guys, we have to get out of here. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. We do actually have to leave. I suffer from third grade teacher itis. I have the need for you to understand what I'm talking about, so sometimes <laughs> I over explain. <laughs> no, it's very interesting. That's a great story. Oh, Let's great. do it again. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll get Thank the right message that. next time and, come, yeah. and we'll have the whole hour. That would be good to do that. Let me just tell you before we get out of here uh, who brought us today's show, just so I can say I've done that. Today's show has been brought to us by Strategic Resumes. If you want to sharpen up your resume, your LinkedIn profile, or other job search skills, Check out Strategic Resumes. If you want to get away, start your travel search at Travel Central in Metairie. Thank you to the Basic Swim and Gym. We can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style there right next to the lingerie store, Basics underneath on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Thank you to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. You can go to hdestroyer.com and you get 30% off of your first order of Hangover Destroyer by writing happy hour. And the coupon code, and thank you to the Positive Vibrations Foundation, who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of arts, music, culture, and heritage. And thank you to our Patreon family. If you'd like to join our Patreon family, go to patreon.com and look for It's New Orleans Happy Hour. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can be a part of our Patreon family as well. Andrew Duhon is not here this week, but you can find his record, False River, on Spotify and everywhere else you steal music from. You can even buy it. And that's been Happy Hour for another week. Sharice Harrison-Nelson, thank you so much for coming. You're quite welcome. And I hope next time <laughs> someone me. doesn't hack you and well, send I you a message. Well, it was just another event, and I guess I, was, I chose this You're event confused. and not that one. Well, good. I wonder and, who uh, that one. I wonder who's cursing you for not showing up. Well, 
they'll get over it. You're right. <laughs> PH Fred's been here with Song Th- 1001. Yes. Nice to see you again. We'll see you again in six months. And maybe next time you'll figure out how to talk into a microphone. Margie Perez and Billy Franklin have been here as well, too. Thank you guys. Now, so we go to MargiePerez.com to find out more about you. Mm -hmm. And Billy, you're just in Margie's band. Are you doing other stuff as well? You want to tell us? I play with a few different bands Smoke and Bones, Otra, Margie, um, and a bunch of other people. But I'll be around. All right. Yeah. We'll have links to all. If you go somewhere, you'll see me eventually. Just look for Billy Franklin. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys for coming along, everybody. That's been Happy Hour for another week. The producer of our show is Graham DuPonte. Our music producers are Christian Unruh and Monique Pyle. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Asher Griffin is the Facebook Live director who put this whole thing on Facebook Live right now. Andrew Searock is our fact checker and social media connector. And our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworleans.com. We can also find many other shows we've made previous to this one called Happy Hour, as long as well as some other shows we make here called Out, like Out to Lunch with Peter Rashidi live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker, and our award-winning podcast about death, which is called Death the Podcast. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at tocadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and a bunch of other time sucking social media as well. And all of it we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. If you listen to this on your favorite podcast app, thanks for subscribing to us. Take a moment if you've got one to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hours of Production of Ino Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everyone else around the table here at Wayfair back at our office at Ino Broadcasting, thank you much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour. <laughs>